0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey,
1: I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving with your family. We've got a great treat for you. Tom Jones, the columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, is going to join me in just a minute to discuss... Jameis Winston's future, some college football, and his turkeys of the year. You won't want to miss that. We've got that and more in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Before my conversation with Tom Jones, hey, if you're like me, you're probably sick and tired of paying these high electric bills. My last electric bill was well over $300, and that's just insane. If you want to save 90 to 95% off on your electric bills, listen to me now. May Electric Solar. That's right. They're a locally owned company. May Electric Solar is the safest solar available. It doesn't use high voltage like many of the other solar companies. And May Electric Solar has a 25-year warranty on all their equipment and labor, and they use only their employees, no subcontractors ever. May Electric Solar has a full showroom, and you see their products, and they're open on weekdays. So stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills. Start saving 90 to 95% right now. Call May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. And right now, you can also receive a 30% tax credit by changing to solar energy through 2019. Call May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And, Tom, uh, I guess this was predictable, but the bucks are going to go back to Jameis Winston. (laughs) Um, It it seems like it's been that kind of year, kind of a seesaw thing. Uh, First
0: of all... Can I I just say this real quick? (laughs) Sure. May... When you have kids when they're little, yep, you used to put a coin in your hand, and like say, okay, guess which coin, guess which hand the coin is in, and they always picked the wrong hand. <laughs> that's what Dirk Cutters doing with the quarterbacks. Like every time you pick, like okay, pick which quarterback you said, he wrong. picks the wrong guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was stunned. I was a little stunned mm-hmm. that he played Fitzpatrick against the Giants. I thought that after five turnovers in two games, if you're going to turn it over, why not go back to Winston? But right. There's got to be some level of distrust that Cutter has for Winston right now. Um, but it's, it's sort of like in that part of the season where there's really no excuse to keep keep not playing him, I guess. What is this last six games going to mean to Jameis, assuming that he starts all of them? Do you think the die is cast on him, or do you think that he can play his way into either a fifth year or maybe – Something good still here in Tampa.
0: You know, Rick, you, you, brought up some, you brought this up a couple of times in the last couple of weeks that we're curious to see how Jameis reacts after coming back the first time of being benched, like benched because he wasn't playing well. Mm-hmm. He's missed time before, once at Florida State, and now once in the NFL for being suspended, you know, for not being, but it had nothing to do with performance on the field. This is the first time he's been suspended or uh, benched for not being not playing well. Um, so let's see how he reacts to that. I would think, Rick, after three and a half years, that they should know what they have in Jameis Winston. I, but maybe they, maybe it still matters. I mean, look, I mean, I, I think I have an opinion already. I think he, this is who he is. But, but I mean, is this
1: who he is at 25, or is this yeah, who he'll I mean, be at 29 and 30?
0: Rick, my gut instinct tells me he's coming back. Like I, yeah. I just don't know what other options they have at this point. Right. And. Certainly, you you know he's better than than some other veteran that's out there. Like he's not—you're not going to go out and get like Mark Sanchez. Just to show you how desperate teams are, Mark Sanchez just got signed as a backup. As a backup, yeah. Cole
1: McCoy is a starter, which is maybe more to your point. And you got guys like you know, say the big free agent next year would be Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So are you are you more in love with the prospects of Teddy Bridgewater or the future, however? however bad the the first four years were with with Jameis Winston
0: because it wasn't all bad no not at all I mean he's what his numbers yeah I think I read it in one of your stories recently that his numbers are better than any obviously any quarterback they've ever had it's among one of the better quarterbacks ever in terms of yardage put up in the first few years you know mm-hmm. so I mean I, I think he's coming back no matter what but this would be a really good time to to, to for him to prove that he's not going to throw the ball away look the, the other day against uh uh, in, the, in the game against, oh, geez, it's such a nightmare now. I can't remember who they were playing <laughs> Yeah,
1: the last one against the Giants?
0: Yeah, last one against the Giants. Thanks. Uh, I mean, you look at, he had four possessions, four touchdowns, the first four touchdown drives. Right. Um, then again, they, he had a ball that should have been picked off. He had another ball that could have been picked fumble off. Fumble in the end zone. He had zone. a fumble in the end zone. To, no, I guess that's part of it. Every every team goes through that. Tom Reddy almost gets picked off now and then. But I'm still seeing... The, and I, I don't even count the last interception because they're just trying to make it yeah. the in there. But um, you know, again, he's still he's still showing a propensity to turn the ball over. These last six games, I don't know, Rick. What do you think? I mean, I I, I don't know how to, I don't know if it should matter or not. Like six games after three and a half years. I mean,
1: my guess is that Jameis feels like he can that that he can play someplace whether it's here or someplace else. I mean, he's not going to be one that's going to get down on himself. I guess the question is. And I wrote this last Sunday that there's really, there can't be a very good feeling between coach quarterback right now. And we've talked about how that relationship has to be something that's unique in sport. And it's particularly true if your head coach is also your offensive coordinator. And for all intents and purposes, I know Todd Munkin's calling it this week or last week. I don't right, know what right. he's doing this week, <laughs> um, but it is Dirk's offense and that's how Dirk got the job. So I'm wondering if there's any way the two of them could coexist. I mean, let's—I mean, let's just assume that lightning strikes and they win six out of the next seven games or something, and mm-hmm. he plays really, really well. I guess the feelings would mend towards each other, but um, you know, would it even be salvageable now? Because when really backed up against it, Dirk Cutter chose Jameis win- chose Ryan Fitzpatrick over Jameis Winston. I go back to where this whole thing sort of began, and that is. This uneven, choppy season, to me, is is the offspring of a suspension. Absolutely. We talked about it going into the season. How disruptive would it be? How could they navigate the first three games, which turned into four games? Um, how are they going to work out the reps in practice? And it turns out they got Fitzpatrick ready. I'm, I'm willing to say that, and, and I hate to be the guy, because look, their defense is historically awful. Right. Okay? It's not bad. It's one of the worst in the history of the league. That said, a lot of a lot of defenses aren't very good right now. No. Um, you know. When we look
0: at the Kansas City the Kansas Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are giving up points and the Rams, the Rams have... There's 50 points in each each team scored the other night on Monday
1: Night Football. Right, and the week before, the Rams gave up a zillion points to the Saints. Now, yeah, so I mean, but the Rams did create turnovers. That's what's lacking. I don't think that any mistake, any mistake, can be overcome by the Bucks because their defense cannot get a turnover. I right? mean, right. cannot get close enough <laughs> to cause a single turnover. So they're a minus 23 on their way to setting the NFL record. So they they have a historically bad defense, and for all the tr- troubles and, and and you know sort of trials that Jason Light did to try to bolster the defensive line and to some extent, you know, re-signing Brent Grimes or whatever, it hasn't worked, whether it's injuries or just – it just hasn't worked, right? Right. Um, so that aside, but doesn't it feel like this whole season was sort of a referendum on Jameis and, boy, he put them in a bad place and they didn't quite know how to navigate it and get out of it, even though – at two and zero with Ryan Fitzpatrick putting
0: on Deshaun Jackson's jewelry, everybody thought, "Wow, they might have something here." Well, and that's and certainly you're not going to wish that Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't play well in those two games, but that threw another created a monster. Created a monster because we all assumed that okay, James is going to serve his three game suspension as soon as it's up. Maybe he'll he won't play the fourth game because you know short yeah. week or whatever, but he'll be back after that. Well. Ryan Fitzpatrick played so well, it's like, well, how can you take the guy out? Yeah. And then Jameis didn't play well, so you put Fitzpatrick back in, and he started playing well again. Yeah. So, But you're right, the whole thing was created by this suspension. I'm starting to wonder, though, Rick, that if Jameis Winston is auditioning for whoever the next coach is going to be. Could be. You know, I mean, whether it's, I don't know, i am just throwing names out there. The, 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 we've always heard Bruce Arians is a guy that loves Jameis Winston. So if Bruce Arians were to be the next coach... I don't
1: think you would have to audition much for him because he's known him since middle school. Right.
0: So that's a guy that maybe oh, he likes James Winston. Yeah. Maybe you bring somebody else in, and I'm not calling for Dirk's head here, but I'm just saying, I'm just... Right. I'm reading the tea leaves here. It's the way yeah, the season's yeah. going. Maybe the next guy, maybe it's John Harbaugh or maybe it's Lincoln Riley or somebody who's, you know, coaching college football or who's an OC somewhere. Maybe they look at it and say, you know, I don't like James. Mm. Uh, I want somebody else in anyway. So maybe these six games really don't matter either way. But... um but you're right. I, you go back to this whole suspension, and it's again, it goes back to trust. Dirk Cutter didn't trust Jameis Winston when his job was on line. He trusted Ryan Fitzpatrick more, and now they're in the spot that they're in.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I know a lot of people talk about how you know you get quarterbacks hurt all the time. Tom Brady was suspended for four games. They navigated that, and Brady came back, played well, and there was never any problem. But the problem was, is that Jameis didn't have. the the body of work that Brady did, you didn't quite know what you were going to get. And I think the layoff hurt him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think that because he hadn't played that much and because, you know, you can throw to a bunch of dudes on a a practice field that aren't in the NFL, it's not the same thing. Um, Even though he played pretty well at Atlanta with four touchdowns, but he still had the two picks. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting six weeks. Would you, let me ask you this, would you then look at a guy like Ryan uh, Griffin and say let's make him the number two.
0: Uh or would you still have Fitzpatrick as your number no, two? Well, I mean, what I would do and what Dirk's going to do are two different things because right. I think Dirk's still looking at it as if I he can't give up yet. He sure. still so has if to I'm act.
1: Series number one, right? Against San Francisco, I better have a guy that's played before,
0: right? Because if Jameis Winston gets hurt, then we yeah. can still win
1: this game. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then and Ryan now, right now, now for me who doesn't, you know the. Whatever happens this season, my job doesn't depend on, on whether or not they win yeah. or lose. I'm looking at it and saying, yeah, I'd love to see what Ryan Griffin has and see if he has a future in the, in the National Football League. But I think what has happened, Rick, and I think the whole reason that Dirk went with Ryan Fitzpatrick last week as the starter, is I, I think he realizes, look, once he goes back to Jameis, he has to stay with Jameis. You can't switch again. But didn't you think that when you went back to him the first I time? I thought so, too. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think you could have this revolving door of musical chairs mm. with the quarterback playing hot potato and all that. It's just, but I think I think he was he was worried that, boy, if I put Jameis back in and he has another disastrous game, I, it's going to look horrible to go back to Fitzpatrick. So I'm going to give Ryan Fitzpatrick every last moment, every last chance. But, look, I, I don't know, Ryan Griffin, Rick, I don't know, maybe he can play, maybe he can't, I do I have no idea. Yeah, you know we've we've never seen them in a real game, um, so yeah, what I like to see them, and if they get to a spot later in this season where they're yeah probably won't be Sunday. You're right. right, no, and I don't think it'll be the next several Sundays. But if they get with two or three games left and they're still, you know, they're four and ten or whatever, you, you know, maybe you give them a look, you know, at that point. But um, I don't know, Rick. It's a it's. Why can't I never this franchise? Do, why can't I this franchise? Here?
1: Seriously, why can't this franchise get it right? Is this a Glazer thing? This is an ownership thing. Are they hiring the wrong people?
0: Are they getting unlucky? I think they're. I think part of. I'll go back to this, Rick, and we've talked about this before. Is they were they were, it was a perfect storm of they needed a quarterback, and there were two quarterbacks to be taken with one of the first two picks, and I think they had to take either Winston or Mariota. And maybe neither one was the right pick. Maybe maybe that was the bad year. It could turn to out have, to be that. Yeah, I mean, to have, you know, I'm not sure I'm crazy about Mariota at this point. Right, he's taken him, he
1: he has taken his team to playoffs one time, or he they gets took. the time took I look him. up, he's hurt. That was a wrap on him that they didn't know if he could stay healthy. And oh, by the way, this is his third head coach in in yeah. uh, Mike Vrabel, yeah. and Jameis has had two. So does Jameis get number three? And that's usually what happens when you have that kind of an investment in a quarterback. They will keep the quarterback and keep wailing coaches it, through there hoping the, to save them. You
0: look at the Titans. I mean, you look at Mariota. I mean, on one hand, I'm looking up one day, and they're kicking the heck they're out of the Patriots. Of the Patriots yeah. And then they're getting blown out by Indianapolis. Yeah. So I don't know what to make of that team either. They're not going to win the division this year. It looks like Houston's going to win that division. But I don't know, Rick, if it's unlucky, or I think there was maybe a part of them that just had a, uh, you know, it's a bad. They were in a – they had to take a quarterback that year. Was well, anybody,
1: anybody in their position would have taken either Winston or sure. Mario. There's absolutely no other option there. No,
0: but maybe and, it was the wrong year to have that pick. I yeah, don't sometimes
1: that. you get unlucky. Or do we see Jameis go the route of a Steve Young, um, you know, a, a Trent Dilfer, which is probably a lesser example, a Doug Williams, right? where he pops up somewhere down the road. And, you know, most of these guys really don't make it until they're 30 years old anyway. Right. And then he ends up winning a Super Bowl, and he just adds to the legacy of... You know, highly drafted quarterbacks that didn't get to a second contract but won a Super Bowl. The worst else.
0: decision they can make at this point is to is to base it on worst case scenarios. You can't sit there and say, "Well, what if he goes somewhere else and wins?" You, if you run your organization that way, yeah. I think you're in trouble. You have to be committed. So either say, "Look, we're all in on Jameis. We still think he can turn it around," or no, we we'll ne- we believe he'll never be that quarterback, and we're going to cut ties with him. Again, Rick. And you and I have talked about this, and I think you're on board with this, too. I I think he comes back. I think that... I do, too. I just don't know. Unless... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. There was a quarterback that was sitting out
1: there. I think it depends if they make a coaching change. I, I find it hard to believe. Like I've written, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Dirk and Jameis back together again. I maybe I'm naive. Maybe if they you know, went on this big run of games where they won and, you know, they would hold hands and sing Kumbaya and everybody, would, all would be forgiven because at that point the Glazers would have to look at the season in its totality um, and talk about the defensive coaching staff, talk about Jamie's suspension, what, what factor that was, and maybe maybe Dirk gets a break. They do have the best offense that Tampa Bay has ever seen in terms of just pure playmaker. I mean, this team, when have you ever seen a Tampa Bay team, and I know it's a different era of football, but, okay, you got to score with, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and Drew Breeses and those
0: guys. Mm-hmm. These guys go up and down the field like any team I've ever seen. Well, and that, that's the whole point. Like, I think that's why they bring Jameis back because this isn't a total rebuild project. This isn't where they were. you got nothing. Right. This was not where they were a with couple Lovie. years ago when Lovey was here and right. they were 2-14. That's right. And they had nothing. That's right. Like, you didn't even know who, they, who were they building around. Nobody. They were building around Jameis after they mm-hmm. drafted him. Mm-hmm. Now... The, at least on one half of the football, you have the pieces in place yeah. to compete. And it's the right side of the ball to have the pieces, you know, in this day and age of the NFL. So that's why I think Jameis comes back because you have the skill. You have Mike Evans. You have O.J. Howard. You have suddenly Peyton Barber looks like a, an effective running back. You have Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin. Uh, you know, I don't know Deshaun Jackson. I don't know if he's here for a long time. Probably, probably, probably not. But still, you have the pieces are there. And that's why I think – and if you were, if this was going to be a total rebuild, they say, okay, let's find a quarterback in college, some somebody who's, you know, we'll find our Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. somewhere. But since that's not the case necessarily, and they're not going to have that pick, you know, I, I think you go back with Jameis and, and you and you 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 try to make it work with him. I think that's your only option at this point. Let's talk a uh, little college football. It's
1: rivalry week, and Florida State. Wanna, I guess you'd say a big game or at least a ranked opponent, Boston College did not play very well in that game, but I did watch it, and it was dramatic at the end with mm-hmm. a, a deep shot. Willie Taggart is on the brink of you know, being that coach whose Florida State team doesn't go to a bowl game for like 25, 35, 45 years, whatever it is. <laughs> um, how big of a win was that, though, over Boston College? Is, is that the one that's going to start to turn the tide, or... If they don't go to a bowl game, how how big of a deal is that anyway? Is that is that really a thing? I think it is a
0: thing, and I think you want to go to a bowl game. You've mentioned it before, Rick. Just a fifteen more days, fifteen of more days of practice. Yeah. But it also psychologically, you don't want to be that that team that in your first year there you don't even make a bowl game in a in a in a sport where everybody makes anybody's that's halfway decent makes a bowl game. So that Boston College win is big only if they followed up with a win
1: against Florida. Against
0: Florida. It doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem likely. Although if they do, I was looking at a thing today like ball projections. Yeah. It'd be really interesting that if, there's a lot of predictions that if Florida State wins, they'll play USF in a bowl. Really, and then Florida would somehow end up playing UCF. UCF, in bowl, yeah. Which would be, I've heard that one. Yeah, which would be kind of fun. All, all those teams. That actually could happen, even
1: if Florida wins. even if wins, Florida wins. Yeah. Um, if certain things above them doesn't break right, and they don't get into it like a New Year's Day. Right, game or, right,
0: right. But that could or, be a Peach Bowl matchup, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. But, um, but I no, I think it's important for Florida State to 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 get to a bowl game. I don't think they will. And I don't, I don't know that it makes me think any differently of them, you know, one game difference. But I don't know. I think that's a, I think it's a big deal, don't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always think that it's better to go than not to go. Although Matt Baker made a good point that um, coaches, I guess, could hit the recruiting trail a little sooner. Although, I mean, really, you still, you still got plenty of guys to look at between now and signing day in February. Yeah, so,
0: Alabama, they, they start to yeah, they re- do okay. <laughs> it's they a, do okay. On February, like, yeah, January,
1: whatever it is, the third or fourth. And then I think he takes, I think Saban takes about two days and then he's back on Let it. Let me ask
0: you something. I heard this argument the other day. Have you watched Alabama much this year? I have. Some people find them, like, dominating, so dominating that they're boring. I find them so dominating that it's, that I'm, I can't keep, I'm mesmerized by it.
1: I love watching them play. I think they, they do every, they do so many things right, but I do think it starts with their quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Tua is just that rare. When you combine what Alabama is anyway, and let's face it, they had a quarterback that took them to a national championship that's on the bench right now. Yeah. Um, but when you combine that with a guy who is as efficient a thrower uh, and leader and runner, although he's been beat up, nicked up with a, with a bad knee, we'll find out what his problem is there. But I... I mean, they have an elite quarterback, elite, like the best player in college football to go <laughs> with the best team that was already there in college football. It's the one thing they've never had. They've never, right. They've never had right. like an elite
0: quarterback. They've had good quarterbacks. Sure. Steady quarterbacks. But right. Nothing elite.
1: But nothing quite like this. So, yeah, to me, they're fun to watch. I mean, um, Tua's not coming out in the draft, but I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> you think? Got my eyes on him in a couple of years. Yeah, Maybe the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Um, Okay, so UCF, uh, you know, you were a little hard on the night. I was. A little, you insulted them a little bit, <laughs> no, as one of a... our friends would say. <laughs> um, I, I, I get it, and I'm with you in, in that I think they're kidding themselves a little bit. They are up to number seven, though. They are. Um, so, you know, they're at least in the orbit. Of, look, when
0: you look at this, Rick, look, Alabama... It's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot, but it's not, imp- it's not impossible because... They're going to need a couple teams to lose, but look—you got Alabama, it's got Auburn, and then Georgia left. They could easily lose one of them. I don't think they will. They
1: might lose one.
0: They might lose one. I don't know that that knocks them out. Of no. The, of the
1: it would not knock them out of the top five, in my opinion.
0: No. Um, and then you have, but then you have Clemson who plays Pitt.
1: Right. I don't think if, if, somehow, South Carolina, if somehow if somehow Pitt, Pitt beat Clemson, that would help you see up because they
0: beat Pitt. Right. South Carolina and Pitt. Right. And then you have uh, Notre Dame still has to go to USC, although USC yeah. is way down. Yeah. Um, and then you got Michigan has to play Ohio State. Michigan and Ohio State both have to play. They got to play each other. Sure. So one, one of those, one games of those is guys going to lose. Going to lose, and then
1: they're going to play Northwestern. Northwestern. I don't they're think they're going to beat. By yeah. if Northwestern were to upset. See, that's what I mean. Like you have to have sort of like this double.
0: But you're not like looking you're not you're not counting on like the Citadel to beat somebody. you no. you know, you're no, these, these are, legit are like legitimate teams, teams right. Yeah. So Oklahoma plays West Virginia this week, right, and then probably plays West Virginia again Yeah. in the B twelve title game. Right. You could lose one of those games easily. So yeah UCF's not totally out of the picture, but I don't know, I mean I still like L S U better than, than I do U C F
1: well and there'd be another team that people would be looking right. at. And that's a
0: two loss team. Right. And I think they have a decent game this week. I think they play somebody pretty de- Auburn, maybe, or, or no, I, they play some Texas A&M. Right. I think so, so they still they still have a decent decent game left. So, um, look, I just Rick, I, I don't mean to dump on UCF because I feel the same way about if USF were in this position. It's the conference. They, they just don't play. But I wrote a column for later this week, Rick. UCF needs and USF they need one another. They need to have a great game. They need to play another good game like they played a year At ago. At a high level, right? At a high you level in a game that entertaining. means something. As much as they trash talk one another and they want to outdo one another. Last year's game was perfect. It was. Because it it's showcase. a Friday, it's a yeah. showcase game. And it's a Friday again this year. Yeah. The if they're gonna go on to another conference or they're gonna get respectability in this conference, right. they need each other. They these games have to be good, they have to be meaningful, they have to be competitive. And look, it's not. I mean, I'm not suggesting that UCF hang around just so that USF can stay in the game, and, and it's good for the conference. But they a 50 to you know 20 game does that conference no good.
1: The worst thing that could have happened to USF could be the UCF Knights and their 23 whatever it is game yeah. winning streak. If I'm a kid right now that's going to go to the American Athletic Conference and play somewhere in the center of Florida, yeah. Do I now even Think about USF over UCF?
0: Um, No. You're going to UCF? College Game Day was there last week. That's a big deal. Like, once College Game Day huge, right? to USF? They're on campus. This has hurt
1: USF. Absolutely. And that's the little brother. Right. That's the team that USF kind of said, all right, we'll play you, but we're going to throw you a bone here. Two
0: years ago, three years ago, when UCF was going 0-12, and people were, and USF was sort of making fun of them. Yeah. No, and they, and, you know, they were getting Charlie Strong and they were getting all these, you know, before that they had Willie Tigard and mm-hmm. people, were, yeah, USF seemed like the big brother. And now, like I said, you're right. If you're a kid, I want, if you're watching last week, game day, are you serious? Game day showed up there. Yeah. And they got, and that, and look, ABC it's not a great time game. What a great week no, of football. And it's not, and it's, a, it's not, look, it's not a great stadium. But right. I've been on that campus, and it's a it's a college atmosphere. It feels like a it's the bounce house, right? It feels like it's a you're on a college campus watching a, big, a college football game. Whereas USF, look at Raymond James. is a, I like Raymond James. I think it's a gorgeous stadium. It doesn't, but with twenty thousand people, it doesn't look no, so good. And it doesn't feel like you're not on campus. You're on Del Mabry.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I, I if I'm a kid. Like, I'm way more – it's the same conference, you know, for all – Sure. It's not like we're were Apples and apples. Right. It's not like Miami, the difference between Miami and USF where Miami's in the ACC or whatever, and you're yeah. playing in, in really cool places like Clemson. But it's a – or in Florida State. But it's – no, I if I'm a kid now, I'm, I'm sure I'd rather go to UCF at this point.
1: You did your column, uh, which you do every year, from uh, borrowing the idea from the guy in Minnesota that you follow, yep. Patrick Roycey And um, – the turkeys of the year, which we always look forward to, and there's a lot of turkeys. Among them, the Bucks, um, which I <laughs> think they probably have, they probably have a, like a long streak of here. <laughs> Hall um, of Fame.
0: They're the Hall of Fame. Yeah, category. They,
1: they definitely are. They retired their jersey. Yeah. Um, now, your biggest turkey of the year is a guy that, frankly, I'm a little worried about, and that's Urban Meyer.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, he gives up fifty something thanks to Greg Sciano, because of that terrible defensive scheme. And it is scheme is more than it's the players, I think. But, you know, to a a team that has no business scoring that many points on them, right? Right. Um, But Urban is over there on the sidelines, and he just looked like at any minute, they're going to call the guys in the the white coats and put them on a stretcher. I mean – is is he being so demonstrative? You know, he had a, he had an article the other day he talked to he was very open to people. I know it was in Yahoo, it might have been in other places about all his medical problems and what it was like. You know. Yeah. Is is this guy got one foot out the door, not just out of Ohio State, but maybe out of college football, or am I misreading this?
0: No, you're not misreading it. I look, Rick I watched that game the other day against Maryland and I seriously I I don't think he was being like overly dramatic. I think he was sick as a dog. I, I'm looking. I'm like suffering, right? Yeah, you don't even is he even enjoying this? It doesn't even look fun. Been. Yeah, to him, and not. And the funny thing is, is like Rick. They're ten and one. I know. They be. They could be. They could. If be they win Michigan. the big.
1: If they were, yeah. If they were to beat they Michigan, they could be in the playoff. They could be in a playoff.
0: And he looks like he's miserable. I, Colin Coward. I don't know if you saw this, Colin Coward. regardless of what you think of Colin Coward, the guy that has connections. Like he seems yeah, he to does. know. What's going on? He swears that this is it for Urban. That Urban's going to step away at the end of the year, and that's it. He will be done coaching. He'll never coach again. Um, hmm. If that's you know, he also had some other interesting one. Brian Kelly,
1: yeah, thinks to the he's going
0: to to the NFL, go to Notre, Dame. and then uh, uh, John Harbaugh, if he leaves Baltimore, might end up at Notre Dame. Wow, yeah. Or USC if Clay Helton maybe go or, to college. He'll go yeah, to college, route. Exactly, and Mike McCarthy too. Out. He oh yeah, that, I that, think he's done in Green really Bay. Yeah, him and Aaron Rodgers seems like that relationship's pretty much over. Your that. turkey
1: yeah. though reference was because of all the stuff that happened with yeah, because assistant coach, of yeah, the assistant Gene coach,
0: Smith. yeah, and then and the, the whole domestic violence thing and how he's mm. but yeah, but I, Rick, I can't imagine that that he's that he's coming back this year. Right, and it's too bad because he's, you know we have to dislike somebody so i don't have <laughs> to worry
1: if, if that scenario were to play out i don't have to worry about him being in Tampa Bay with the buccaneers
0: would you hire him let me let me be honest if you're an nfl team, a hell would of a you, football coach. would man. you be interested in i'm
1: sure somebody is. is i don't know that i would just because i know a little too much about or oh, i think i know some yeah. things about urban that i i don't really like including that whole domestic situation in in uh, you know with his assistant coach but you can't deny that the guy his Done incredible things as as a football coach. If he's Not done in college.
0: If he's done, Rick, it's it's like an 850 win percentage. Wow, it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I mean it's it would be tempting. Look, you can do a lot worse. Look at some of the guys that get jobs in the NFL right now.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, you got
1: to ask yourself. They don't have those resumes. Well, and
0: one one final college NFL connection. Did you see your boy Lovey? They got beat 63 to nothing on homecoming
1: by Iowa. Rick, D- by Iowa. Discouraged. <laughs> I'll go back to this. Discouraged. It's like the ever ready rabbit or bunny uh, or whatever. <laughs> uh, lovey. Lovey, babe. You know what's also happening? He lost Donnie Abraham, Abraham in the middle of the season, left yeah. the staff. Hardy Nickerson, gone. All his players that he got to coach for were leaving. <laughs> that's not a good sign. Oh, uh uh-uh. You know, he nobody just, wants Champagne or Urbana.
0: They just shave that beard and. and there uh, is
1: no Champagne in Champagne Urbana. I think that's that's what we come down to. <laughs> so, but the beard, eh, it's different. Yeah. If Maybe shave that, we'd be better off. Anyway. Um, look, we gotta go do a TV show because we're multimedia guys. That's it. So thanks, Tommy. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Hey, I hope you enjoy the football and the family and maybe some of the leftovers. We'll be back tomorrow and have my conversation with 49ers general manager John Lynch, who is a semifinalist for the sixth straight year for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Mom